Hi everybody, it's Dean and Brandon. Hey, hey. And uh, we're this is episode three of season three. Yeah, right? absolutely. Of the Disreputable Podcast. Thanks for watching it and sharing it. And you know, we're on multiple platforms. You can get us on the Apple yeah. pro, uh, Podcast. The they Apple Podcast. Spotify. Spotify. YouTube. YouTube too. That's yeah. right. So it's it's been great, and thank you. We want you to interact and and Absolutely. ask questions. In fact, Torin, give us a question today because last week at the end of the second episode, Brandon opened it up for questions. So, yeah, in, in regards to the episode uh, leading and change, how do you follow a leader whose decisions you might not like agree with? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you I just, mean every every organization ends up somebody's. Somebody has a yes or no power. Yeah. To say we're not going to do that, but we're going to do that. The the setting of priorities is essential to leadership. Right. So how would you how would you answer that? Yeah. Uh, we might disagree, but I think a couple things like blast them on Facebook. I think is a good option. <laughs> it's a popular option. I don't know if it's a good one. Uh, complain about it to HR. I think that's always. <laughs> I'm poking fun, but honestly, unfortunately, I think that's what. That's what we're. That's what people are doing. You know. Yeah. Um. So I think. Yeah. Underst- I think maturity, is understanding, that, there's going to be decisions that are made, that you're going to disagree with. Right. And you have to understand, the way that authority works, and the way that companies work, and the way that the framework of the company works, mm-hmm. and. Not every one of, you know, I hate to break it to myself, but not every idea that I come up with is the best idea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's true. But we think. Yeah. And, and if, you know, if you don't listen to me mm-hmm. or you don't do it the way that I think you should do it. Yeah. And I unfortunately think that this is different in... The younger, yeah, you know, and I'll even put my age bracket included. You know, I'm 37, the under 40, 20 to 40 range. It's like, how would you not listen to me? Yeah, you know, yes. And I think there's wisdom to be gained from the older generation. And mm-hmm. I don't know, so those are it is a cultural phenomenon right now, the yeah. way that people who have had very little experience want to have a whole bunch of input for sure and i i think from from someone who's been at a top tier leadership thing for a while right it, i i have to remind myself and i know a lot of executives who remind themselves that there's a lot to learn from from that new wave of person because having beginner's eyes yeah as a leader mm-hmm. is important and after a while you forget right what you know you forget you've been in an organization or you've been in a group long enough that you forget how a beginner would experience it so there's a lot to be learned there yeah but you know whether it's the the, the first time we ever start questioning a leader mm-hmm. is is our relationship with our parents <laughs> right when we're like hey yeah these two people don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I can do this so much. And better. we sit in our room <laughs> and we talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah but that's funny. I think it's helpful to remind oneself that 
it's quite possible the person ahead of you, let's call it ahead of you, mm-hmm. has more information than you have. Yeah. So it, it, to me, if, if the question, uh, when they ask that question, I say, I guess my first response is, if you're really super uncomfortable with the direction or something, ask more questions. Because they may not be sharing, you know, I know there are lots of times that I make a decision based on one or two things, sometimes private things, right? that I can't share with every layer of yeah. the organization. Right. But I say, I can't, because of that, I'm going to wait on that, or because of this, I'm going to wait on it. And I can't articulate it to every employee. I just have to right. make a decision. Yeah. I And I think the... That question is really helpful in people understanding kind of the topic that we're going to discuss today. Yeah, tell us about our topic. So it's called commitment issues. And it's interesting not to to talk about it because you think to yourself, there's a handful of people that have the hardest time staying committed. Is it a handful of people? A handful of people in my world, yeah. yeah well, it's, it could be a bunch of people. Probably, probably yeah. is a lot more people. But you just, it's, I don't know, to my annoyance, if I, if, I can, if I can just be honest on this podcast, it's like the amount of people that don't understand what it takes just to, to stay at it, just to keep going. Just, and, and, and you break it down in categories. And friends. In marriage, in work, in uh, in anything that you set out to do something great, yeah, it's almost as if we go into it with a mindset that we know it's not going to be easy, but we fool ourselves into thinking that it's going to be easy. So then, therefore, when something hard comes up, we just bail, we quit. Yeah, it's and, an epidemic, and. You know, if you go back to to even when you're a kid, I mean, I've had to coach my son. He's five, you know, and things get a little tough, and he doesn't want to do it anymore. And from the very beginning of his life, we started saying the words, hey, we're not going to use the word I can't. We're just going to use the word it's difficult. And if it's difficult, it's different than saying I can't do it. If it's difficult, then we might need to ask somebody to help us. Right. But it's totally different than saying i can't do this mm-hmm. and i think in a world where we live in extremes it's problem arises and i can't do this anymore <laughs> i can't take it yes, I, 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 so true i can't do it it's just so too much and yeah i find it ironic okay this is me again and i don't think when we ask that answered that question we said there this younger generation is probably extra guilty of sure question but i what i'm about to say i think is true of every generation okay and it's probably worse with the older generation okay we just see it we notice it in people that are unlike us we're picking but on I, everybody I, I, we're picking on everybody <laughs> i'm kicking everybody but i think it's funny that the on on social media the notion of grinding Oh, I'm on my grind. Yeah, I've never good. known a, a people that have have grinding been grinding harder. less. <laughs> <laughs> Think they're grinding harder. The more it's almost like the more we talk about grinding, the less we actually grind. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like for sure. Oh, gr- you know, grind. I'm on no, that. When I see that, I think to myself, "This guy's about to quit." 
because we really have lost the notion of, of what it means to make a commitment and then take the stopwatch off. You've heard me say it 400 times. Yeah. Like when you get married, there's no, there's no stopwatch over your head saying it's going to be, it's got to be perfect in six years or I'm out. Right. That's not how you build a great organization. It's not how you build a great family. It's right. You know, you don't say like, Hey, these kids are going to get it by 17 or I'm done. Yeah. My kids aren't 17 anymore, but I've, I've talked to my son three times this morning. We're, we're filming this at, you know, nine thirty in the morning. Right. And, yeah. And, and we've already been on the phone three times trying to solve problems with his business and right. distribution and, right. you know, getting stuff out. And, and I'm talking to him about my problems and my brother and, mm-hmm. and all of the different things we make each other better, but it's, it really is a grind every day to be great. Yeah, absolutely. To really be great. Yeah. And it's almost like the more we talk about grinding, the less we actually do it. Yeah. And I think because when we talk about it, it makes us feel good. Or it makes other people think we're good. Yeah. I don't know if it's image management. We're like, hey, I want Torn and Abe to think I'm I'm like... Really going at it. The man yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. I don't know. But you know how people can lie to themselves? And do. You know? It's uh-huh. like, I lie to myself enough to... To, t- to make myself feel better. But in all reality, it's like this perpetual cycle that actually makes me feel less than because I'm lying to myself to make myself feel better. I'm recognizing that I don't feel better. So then therefore I don't like myself even more. Mm-hmm. And you just follow that cycle, follow that cycle until you make the decision. You know, I've probably been playing, uh, playing golf for 22 years. Okay. Uh-huh. And I've, just as bad today as I was when no, I started. No, that's not true. Okay. No, because I played with you. You're getting better. You know. Okay. That's for another conversation, right? But I could remember playing and saying to myself, you know, you start out with those who know in the golf world, you start out with like the double bogey and you say to yourself like, oh man, this is not going to be a good day. You know, yeah. how you start to think. And then you go to the next hole, and then you're, you know, double bogeyed again. You're like, right. you know. And then you start to realize, I'm only two holes into this thing. I can turn this thing around. This yeah. is a, this is, uh-huh. this is a long game. Yes. You know, there's a, there's a lot that I can, uh-huh. that I can do differently in 16 more holes than I've just done in For two. Sure. I don't know. I mean, I know that's the silliness of golf, but. No but, um, no, but we learn from those people. Let's. We just passed the year anniversary of Kobe's death. Yeah. Why do we like Kobe? Because he's the best. He was the best, but but part of the reason we like him and part of the reason he was the best is everybody in the NBA. Now these are all the best of the best. Yeah, totally. But they all know that Kobe showed up earlier. Right. Stayed later. Yeah. Took more shots. Right. Uh, you know. To, I, I don't. I don't know the numbers of how many. There, there's a story on the internet about this kid who came to play the Lakers, and he showed up early to shoot when Kobe was there, and they wouldn't. Neither of them wanted to be the first one to leave. Right. I mean, we admire the people that really grind. That's totally. what I'm getting at. Really grind, not just Instagram right. grind, but yeah. people that are committed. I'm going to be have the mamba mindset and part of the mamba mindset was uh 
yeah, he missed his fair share of shots. Yeah. It's not like he did, he made every shot. Yeah. But this guy f- was able to put out, using your golf analogy, the last bogey didn't matter. Yeah. The double bogey didn't matter. This is a new hole. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard the saying, it's just, it made me think, how, how you start is how you finish? Have yes, heard, I have heard that. Do you believe it? Well, it's funny because... Uh, I think I've even told myself that you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna start strong, so we end strong. I mean, I I I I do believe how you start is you can end well, but I also and in this conversation say to myself like, no, how you start is not how you finish. Right. Yeah. How you finish is how you finish. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like that's right. No, it's true. I, I mean, if we all if we all finish the way we started, then none of us would be. Improving, yeah, it wouldn't be getting better. The the great motivator. Uh, there was a guy named Zig Ziglar. He's in heaven now, yeah. but he used to say, if something is worth doing, it's worth doing poorly until you can do it well. Yeah, that's good, right? Like if it's really worth doing, right? If we're, if being a father is worth doing, then starting out as not the best father is okay, right? Because just being a dad is worth it. And you get, hopefully you get better and you learn and you get feedback and you think, oh, man, I can't keep doing that. Yeah. If I know like on the faith component, forgive me for always bringing in the faith thing. I know this isn't distinctively a, a, a religious broadcast, but, you know, on the faith thing, if, if being in relationship with your creator matters, it's okay that when you start, you don't know everything. Right. You don't know every Bible verse. You don't. You don't have perfect attendance. You're, you're not ready to be nominated for Pope, mm-hmm. but you say hey, this is worth doing. It's a lifetime thing. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel like I'm just beginning to know Jesus, and I've been a pastor for over thirty years. Right. So what does it take then, man, to gain the muscle to stay committed? Oh, well, I think you said the first one was thinking. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, good thinking creates good. Behavior, good yeah, behavior good. creates good habits. Yeah, all habits are, are is behaviors that we have solidified. We've the the concrete has dried a little. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you know, uh, we do them long enough until they uh, become unconscious. Years ago, I read that that there's a there's a process, and the first one is where we are unconsciously incompetent hmm. we're bad at it, something and we don't even know we're bad right <laughs> right yeah this the step out of that is where now we're consciously incompetent mm-hmm. before i didn't know i was bad right now i'm bad but i know it sure the third step is where now i'm consciously competent where I'm a, my awareness has made me good yeah. at being a husband, at yeah. being a father, at being a follower of Jesus, at you know being a marketer, mm-hmm. at designing clothes. Mm-hmm. The last step is where I'm unconsciously competent. Mm-hmm. I'm good, and I don't even I don't even have to think about it anymore. Right. Because I've made those habits, and they're right. strong. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I was having a conversation with Shepard this morning. For those of you that don't know, my son's five. and um, Man, there's so many little things. I mean, I'm sure you know this. Your kids are grown now. But the, the, thing, the little things that your children can teach you is pretty amazing. And uh, certain mornings, certain days are a little bit 
better than others when it when it comes to waking up. And so he woke up this morning. He's a little unhappy. We were talking, and he's putting his clothes on, and I hear him talking like in his room. He's like, "Man, I'm not I'm not cool." <laughs> Man, nobody nobody's gonna want to play with me. Today. Oh my gosh, that's. And I'm like, I'm I, I'm I'm listening to him say this. And I mean, those of you that know uh, a little bit about Sherbert, I don't want to assume everybody, but he's infatuated with YouTube and all this stuff. And I hear him saying, like, I'm never going to get any subscribers. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this kid, he doesn't even have a YouTube channel, so I'm not sure exactly how he's going to get subscribers, but he's just. And I, I kind of barged into his room, and I'm like, hey, bro, what, what are you doing? And he's got this little sulking face on. And I said, come here. I grabbed him. Came and stood beside the bed, pushed his hair back behind his ears, and grabbed him by his little cheeks. And I'm like, "How you speak to the, yes. and a, how you speak, right? Whatever you say out of your mouth, right. you believe in your mind, and what you believe in your mind, your feet will do." That's a fact. And and I today, just today, I had him. I want so I want, I want you to memorize this: what I say out of my mouth, I believe in my mind, and what I believe in my mind, my feet will do. Brandon, this is the most important thing. And he walked away. So I, I said, all right, so let's just switch your language. Tell yourself, I am cool. He goes, mm-hmm. I'm cool. And then immediately, you can tell his mind was believing because his face changed. I mean, it, his, his whole demeanor. And a five-year-old kid. So then I say to myself, yeah. what 42-year-old married with four kids ready to give up on his marriage because of... Uh-huh. Job, 2020, yeah, whatever, any, all of it is saying things with their mouth, believing in their mind, and doing with their feet. Yep. What if you reversed it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's fabulous. That, fabulous example. You know? The, the, there's a sports psychologist. Uh, really, he moved beyond sports psychology, but his name is Dennis Waitley. Okay. And I had a chance to have a dinner with Dennis. And what his, his key truth was this. You will always move in the direction of your dominant thought. Always. Wow. If your dominant thought is, this sucks. Right. I hate this. I can't stay sober. I need a hit. Right. I need a drink. Sure. You're moving in the direction. Mm. You're moving in the direction. Right. When I learned how to ride a motorcycle, that they, they teach you, your motorcycle will go wherever you're looking. That's why when you're driving a car, you're supposed to look at the road, not down here. Because you look down here and you start going yeah, down there. Absolutely, yeah. You look over here, you start going over here. Right. It's the mind. It's it's science. People right. are obsessed with science. Right. Saying follow the science. Follow the science on what you taught a shepherd. Yeah. What you're teaching this kid will help him in every category of his life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, the fact of the matter is, there are people watching this right now. They think of themselves as losers, and they are. Sure. Right? To be disreputable. Yeah. And they are not because of any other reason than they think and allow and entertain mm. thoughts that losers entertain. And if they start thinking like, I'm a child of God. Yeah. I'm not an accident. I wasn't born an accident. I wasn't designed on accident. Right. I all I really have to do is find my purpose mm-hmm. and start thinking like that. Then things change. They're not now not a loser. They're right. they're winning and right. they're feeling uh, empowered. 
So, so, and when it comes to commitment issues, right? Uh-huh. Seems like it's easier to stay committed when you're winning, and clearly you start bailing when you lose. Seems uh-huh. that seems to be the formula. Nobody right. wants to quit when they're winning, right? And nobody wants to, um, you know, nobody wants to stay in when they're losing, <clears throat> right? So, I just keep thinking of Tom Brady when I say that, you know, because. He got asked at the beginning of the season. They, I think, I, I, I don't know stats exactly. Some of you could correct me on that, but I think they lost their first two games, if I'm not mistaken. Now we know he just won the Super Bowl, uh-huh. and the guy, and you know the media man, they're trying to turn it in every direction. And he did a a press conference after the first game. I know it was the first game, and they're like Tom, you know, shout out to Tom Brady, the goat. But they're like Tom, you know. How does it feel? You know, you moved to Tampa, you changed your team, and you lost. And he literally looked at the meeting and he was like, I've lost a lot, but I've won a lot more. Yeah. He's like, this is one loss. Yeah. This is, you know, in a full season, this is one loss. And he was like, I've won way more than I've lost. And that mindset to me was like, Okay, so how do then, how do you get to that space that even when you're losing, you still find ways to win? Yeah, I don't, I, 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 I love that. Okay. Um, but I think a lot of people don't quit because they're losing. They quit because they got tackled. All right. Right, sure. to keep the metaphor, yeah, football a- metaphor. Absolutely. Going. And what I would say is, yeah, I mean, this is like... Losing is something you assess at the end of the game. Right. Right. And and a marriage, by definition, doesn't have an end of the game. Yeah. There's a start with no <laughs> you, end. You guys have had a terrible quarter. Yeah. Yeah, good. You got tackled a bunch. Sure. I mean, everybody wants to minute... Russell, as we're do, filming this, Russell Wilson is kind of saying, get me a, def- get me a line to protect me or, yeah. or trade me. Yeah. Because why? Because he's losing. No, we're winning. We're in the play. We're a perennial playoff team. Right. And we've been to the Super Bowl twice. Right. It's not about winning or losing. It's about I don't want to take that many hits in the game. Mm-hmm. So now he's asking for for correct for an adjustment. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I feel like people bail out. You you bail out because you've been tackled a bunch. This right. isn't a problem with the team. Yeah, it's a problem with one part of how we're playing the game, right? And so I, I tell I, I tell people all the time, don't don't <laughs> call a timeout, uh-huh. don't forfeit the game. Yeah, good. So, by the way, you know who gets tackled? The people that are that have the ball, yeah. important people. Right, right. Nobody's tackling me every Sunday afternoon because I don't matter to the Seahawks. Right. <laughs> Get going through hard times is a signal you matter. Right. You're fighting with your kids and your wife and your because you're an important employee because you're important to the family because you're important. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, to good. God, the de- I mean, I I believe in spiritual warfare. Sure. That the devil comes after Brandon not because he doesn't matter. Yeah. Good. Because he does matter. Don't you think you you've been open about yeah drug drug abuse in the past yeah and 
why do you think the devil came after you with that? Yeah, absolutely. Because you were going to matter. Mm-hmm. Not because you were insignificant. If mm-hmm. you didn't matter, he'd ignore you and pay attention to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is it the the Bishop T.D. Jake says, with greater levels come greater devils. Yeah, higher you, level, higher you, devil. You know? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, nothing. Opposition doesn't happen to any anyone that's doing nothing. I believe that. You so know? don't quit in the middle of the... Uh, the middle of, of the whatever. game. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, really, um, these these topics that we're discussing have been some topics that people have have um, typed in, wanted to, us to talk more about. Yeah. We're happy to continue to do that. Happy to answer more questions. But, man, if you're if you're in the middle of of going through hell, keep going. Keep going. Right. Yeah. There's something. That we say around here, and it's never, 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 never give up. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what it is you're facing. I'm not sure what people are going through, but this podcast is to encourage you that never give up, keep going. And uh, if you can't walk, crawl. If you can't yes. crawl, find somebody to help you. But no matter what, keep going because it gets better. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Thank you for watching. Yeah, thanks so much. Share for it with friends, would you? Yeah.